You're listening to the Holistic Spaces podcast brought to you by Mindful Design Feng Shui School. Episode 119, Feng Shui Gardening with Will Brown. Welcome to episode 119 of the Holistic Spaces podcast, where we hope to inspire, educate, and empower you to create your own holistic spaces that nurture and resonate with you. Angie Cho and Laura Morris are the founders of the Mindful Design Feng Shui School. Together, they have over three decades of experience designing harmonious living spaces. Laura and Angie have guided thousands of people to shift their energy and revitalize their lives. Mindful Design School offers feng shui courses and certifications. Check us out at mindfuldesignschool.com and holisticspaces.com. Hey, everyone. Hey, Will. Welcome. Hi. Thanks so much for having me today. I'm excited yeah, to be thanks here. Thanks for being here. So we are going to talk about gardening, which is one of my, uh, one of my passions. I really, um, I really love it. I spend a lot of time in the garden and when we were sort of thinking about this topic, I remembered back to when you did a garden and you, um, uh, and you incorporated feng shui and that was actually your project because you're one of our grads. So, um, so welcome. And thank you for being here. And um, let me tell people just a little bit about you. I'm going to introduce you. So Will Brown from Will Brown Interiors. Will has added the practice of feng shui to his interior design business as an enhancement service offering a more holistic way of intersecting design with living mindfully. Emerging the weight of of our pandemic Will realized the home was more important than ever for safety and sanctuary. Brown has, Will, also recognizes that people will not only desire to create home as sanctuary, but that the spaces must also be conducive for working comfortably and professionally from home. And as I mentioned, welcome Will, he is one of our Mindful Design Feng Shui school graduates, and we're really happy to have him here. Hey, Will. Hi, thanks so much for having me here. I'm excited to be here. Yay. I'm glad you were here. So I I just thought you did such a great job on that um, project because it was, um, you you literally executed a garden, you created a garden using feng shui principles. So I thought it was such a perfect way to to talk to, A, we we can let our listeners know, you know, what are some things you can do, but I think it really is nice to talk your experience for, you know, what you went through and how, how you found it and why you even decided to do it. So what, what, what made you come up with doing the gardening and feng shui combo? Yeah, you know, it was a few things I'd say. Um, So obviously we had the presentation that we had to do as part of our um, certification. So, you know, in the back of my mind, I was thinking, hmm, what am I going to do? So that was kind of happening. Um, I also had a new client who was doing a new build and she had mentioned that she wanted to do um, a Zen garden on the property and I'd never done one before. So I thought that would be a great challenge opportunity. Um, so that was also kind of brewing. And then, you know, last year was so much going on with COVID and then there was a lot of with the Black Lives Matter, the civil unrest, that was a lot that was sort of weighing on me emotionally. And, you know, starting this new business, um, having to pivot. So I had a lot going on um, from that perspective, which actually um, was how I came to find you guys um, 
So all this kind of merged together and I felt like, hmm, I really don't know a lot about working in the yard and working with my hands in, in a garden. And I felt like it would be a good way for me to kind of escape a little bit. And, um, and it really ended up being a great sort of cathartic way for me to um, get my hands in the dirt. And, you know, there's nothing, there's nothing like just being in nature just to help shift your mood and just change your, your perspective. So it helped me get out of my head. And um, I actually um, got my friend to help me as well, because um, there was going to be some heavy lifting and we're going to have to like mulch and all of that. So I figured, you know, uh, I have a friend who also loves to just kind of piddle, piddle in the yard. So I said, hey, you want to work on this together? So together, we just kind of came up with this idea, came up with sort of a plan, but it wasn't fully formed even when I started digging in the dirt. Um, and I just kept reading and kind of doing research. Um, and then I just kind of, you know, I think I went to the nursery um, and just kind of kept an open mind and just to see kind of what, you know, spoke to me and learn a little bit about them. And then it started to come together. It was very organic the way it happened. And so I like that we just kind of kept it fluid and, um, and then it ended up just kind of evolving into that. So I, I did, you know, kind of come back to make sure that we did kind of cover the five elements. Cause that was kind of my, mm -hmm. my premise once I decided that I wanted to do a feng shui garden that I wanted to, you know, to make sure there was representation, you know, of all five elements in some way, shape or form. Yeah. Um, and that's kind of how it kind of helped, you know, it just kind of evolved from that. And yeah, working and in the dirt is very therapeutic. I think gardening and getting your hands dirty. And uh, yeah. I mean, you're working with the elements directly in a lot of ways, right? Um, and we'll talk, yeah. a, we'll go through uh, the five elements in a bit and you maybe can share, um, you know, a little bit about, we'll, we'll kind of go back and forth a little bit about and talk about what we've done. Um, sure. So that makes a lot of sense. And I think, you know, people are coming, it's, spring is here, especially where we are in the Northern hemisphere, especially if you live in colder climates. Um, you know, really it's here now we're working in the garden. I mean, I'm pretty far North, so we have to wait until at least May to do this. So mm -hmm. it's, it's just so nice to be able to get out and to work in the garden, but it's really, it's really amazing when you can think about it on a slightly different level. Like really when you bring in that appreciation for the energy of your garden and saying, okay, so if, if we're going to, um, set up a garden, plant a garden, and it doesn't again have to be elaborate. It's really a really cool way to do it is to, to use this, the five element energies, right? So I think, you know, when I, when we saw your project, you did such a great job, which we'll talk about the, about the details, but um, what was one, did you find anything challenging or when you were doing it, was there something where you got stuck or did you just motor on and it was no problem? Well, um, you know, one of the things I think we were challenged with was with with the placement of the garden. It was actually on a slope and um, um, and it was sloping down. And part of the reason I chose that area um, was you probably hear my dog shaking <laughs> um, is it was um, there was runoff. You know, it was hard to keep grass and I tried to seed it. And it just wouldn't take because it would just wash away whenever it rained and stuff. So that was one of the challenges that, you know, we had to kind of engineer a way to make sure that 
you know, whatever we planted and stuff wouldn't wash away. So that was um, something that um, we kind of figured out a way to kind of fill in and create sort of a, create kind of a little path, a stone path that the water could kind of, we trenched it out and then we filled it in with stone pebbles um, so that when there was runoff, it would kind of go into that trench rather than over the entire garden area. And um, wasn't sure if it was gonna work, but it seems to be holding. So that's that was good. Yeah, so yeah, that was probably one of the biggest things that we faced. And I remember we were talking about this and this brings us back to the the five elements and you were saying, you know, you had too much water and it was running off and it was eroding the garden or it wasn't allowing the wood, to, you know, the, the grass to grow. And, you know, your solution uh, was to add uh, the earth element because you actually added in um, the brickwork along, right? To, to, yes. to shift yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. It was, um, we, there was a stack of um, bricks that were extra, you know, to the house that were just kind of sitting around. So I, um, I thought, what if we could create a way to kind of create a, um, just a barrier mm -hmm. and a way to also create a, you know, a beautiful border. Mm -hmm. And um, it worked out really well. Um, mm -hmm. You know, it was kind of like, let's just try it and see how it looks and mm -hmm. um, turned out really well. And the other thing I should point out is I forgot about this, but the back step that went into my side door was actually mm -hmm. crumbling. It was made out of concrete and it was actually crumbling. Not so um, <laughs> over the years, I noticed that more and more was crumbling. And mm -hmm. So I thought this is a great opportunity to, to kind of um, redo that step. And it was, it's now it's like a nice platform. Um, and we did the whole thing in, in that, in that extra brick. And so it creates a nice little um, perch, I would say for my little dog to sit and, um, and look out. So, and it looks really nice, you know, it creates a beautiful kind of entry to, to the side of the house. And so I liked how it turned out. Yeah, uh, and it's a perfect example of the of the elements at, at work because you took because uh, Earth controls water, so it literally worked exa exactly the way um, it was intended. So um, that I remember noticing. Um, mm -hmm. So why don't you tell us a little bit about? Um, okay, so you are going to be working on another project, correct? And you're and what are, what are some of the things working on if you someone was planning a garden, right? And what were some of the, what would be some of the things that you would, you know, and you are obviously thinking about, cause you're going to be starting a new project, correct? Using this right, kind right. of idea. Yeah. <clears throat> well, you know, there's, a, there's, you know, I think I probably will just springboarding off of this project. I, I love the idea of the five elements. So I think that's how I will go into this next project is really thinking about the balance of the five elements and then just doing additional research, going deeper into those five elements to really know, um, just to broaden my knowledge about um, what kind of fits within those different elements. And then just kind of have those as kind of a, I don't know, um, like a menu of things to really think about. Um, I don't, I have a little bit of time to, to play with it. And I've been kind of looking for maybe someone to partner with and collaborate with, um, someone who maybe has worked on um, doing gardens um, before, because I really noticed that I really work well when I collaborate. And uh, since I'm not like a gardener per se, I really like to lean into people's expertise. Um, 
and sort of that in collaboration with what I will be bringing, I think will make something, um, you know, unique and different. Um, so I'm really fortunate that the, um, the, the new, my clients um, are open to kind of doing a, a Zen garden, a feng shui and having that element. So, um, so yeah, I think, I think that's kind of how I'm approaching it is like continuing to go deeper in how I, started last year uh, in the five elements and just broadening my knowledge there. So I don't know exactly how it's going to look. I have the patch of space that we have. It's going to actually be in the front of the house. Mm -hmm. So I did learn, you know, from our class that, you know, when we think about water, um, like fountain, like she wants a fountain, for example, um, we learned that, you know, fountain may be better placed in the back versus in the front, or at least being aware of how it's flowing, the direction of the flow. Mm -hmm. So um, that's just kind of be thinking something, some some of those types of things I'll be really mm -hmm. thinking about, you know. Yeah, and placement and, of um, it and uh, looking, yeah, at, maybe um, even looking at the Bagua a little bit too when you, you know, which is totally separate. Yeah, but yeah. Yeah, 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 I love that. I, that'll be, you know, actually I'm glad you brought that up because um, this year when I kind of, go back into my garden and kind of think about what I want to do this year in terms of how I plan it. Last year, it was just about the five elements. I think this year I'm really going to overlay the Bagua mm -hmm. on top of it and really think about it. So just continuing to deepen what I've learned from, you know, taking the, the course um, and applying it to, you know, this, this mm -hmm. uh, um, space outside. Um, so we'll see how that kind of goes. Um, so I'm excited. Very cool. So let's talk a little bit about, let's share what we would do for the five elements. So what you had actually mentioned, you'd made, you mentioned something, um, that you, you know, partner, partner with a horticulture. So actually there's probably quite a few listeners out there that might actually be pretty good at gardening. And I've always said that, you know, you have, you know, you learn the tools of feng shui, you learn the, you learn the systems. So, you know, you've got color systems, you've got shape, you've got intention, you've got all these things that you can layer on for each of the five elements. And at that point you're like, okay, so I know this about the five elements, but maybe what I'm lacking is I don't have the horticultural knowledge. I don't know, like, okay, I need, I need something that flowers red. I need something that flowers purple. I want something that has, a, you know, a, a, a silvery blue tone to it or something. So that is where, you know, as you mentioned, if you wanted to really, you know, dive deeply, you can get work with a horticulturist. But for those of you out there that are gardeners and know this, what I thought would be cool is that um, Will can kind of go through and say what specifically he did for each element. And then I could share something too, because I've done it. Um, so we've got earth, the earth element you did, um, well, the earth yes. anyway, in a gardens are filled with earth, but you had, yeah. you had that stonework, which you put in, which is a perfect example. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So I, I um, actually went back through my um, project and kind of wrote notes. So, um, and it, it just kind of jogged my memory. I had this um, beautiful, uh, almost this porous rock formation mm -hmm. that I had sort of carried from a previous um, location. And it was just so beautiful. I didn't want to leave it there. That's so why I brought it with me. And so I felt like this garden would be the perfect place for it. And it just reminds me of, actually, if you look behind me, these sort of mm -hmm. mountains, um, it had that sort of porous kind of feel. And just knowing that, you know, you were inviting the chi to kind of linger and stay inside of those like areas. I just love that 
that visual. And so I kind of had that in my garden. So that was another walk formation, but it was a little bit more organic. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, you know, just thinking about um, making sure that the earth, that the soil is enriched and, um, and you, you're mulching it to kind of keep, to keep it um, um, kind of in and not kind of wash away and um, keeping the weeds and stuff at bay. So those were kind of what I was mm-hmm. thinking about. Yeah, those are good. When I was doing and you earth. changed the soil. You ended up bringing in new, fresh, high quality soil, which is yeah. another thing, you know, like simply yeah. doing that when you're starting your garden, that brings in a really great way to bring in the earth elements. So um, yeah. very cool. Um, okay. And then for the water element, what did you do for that? Yeah. For the water element, um, you know, thinking about making sure it wasn't too much water because we had that slope issue. Mm-hmm. So part of it was just making sure that it wasn't overtaking that. So um, that was just one like cognizant thought that I had about just, you know, managing the level of water or the amount of water. But um, also I brought in a, um, um, a bird bath that I kind of created and um it was actually made out of just a really simple um, kind of a ceramic earthenware um, bowl that was kind of shallow and wide. And I, I loved it. Um, gosh, do I have it? I don't know. Can I show you this? Can I show you this? I kind of switched it out because um, I have several of these, but if you can see it here, it's, mm-hmm. it's, it was this. Can you describe so, it? You oh, describe yeah. So it's earthenware. It's very um, there's like a, a glaze um, in the middle and it's just very organic. Um, and I just love the shape of it. And so I usually use this as my um, bird bath in the garden and I put it on a um, like a rock pedestal. So I elevated it and then I just filled it with water and just kind of keep it fresh. And sometimes even um, <laughs> my dog will drink water out of it. Um, but, you know, it invites like nature to kind of come and visit. So I'll see birds and stuff uh, coming by, which I love, love that. So um, that, and just in general, just keeping it watered, you know, making sure that, and that was part of that is um, just keeping, knowing that you have to take care of the garden. And so watering it intentionally just to make sure things don't dry out and stuff is another way I was just kind of thinking about the element of water. Yeah. So just for the listeners, you, you're suggesting that you could even find a be any kind of beautiful bowl and yours was about 12 inches in diameter and shot. Did you, the shallow, shallow ones are, would they be better than a deeper one? Um, I, you know, I, I liked, I liked the more shallow because it, um, I don't know. I felt like you had more area, um, for, you know, just for pooling and for, for birds and stuff like that. If it was too deep, I felt like, you know, you could get stagnant with just really deep and you can, you know, fester mosquitoes and stuff. So I thought the wider, more shallow just felt better, I guess, for me. Yeah. And then it has, and to pick something with like a decorative, um, Mm -hmm. uh, what's it interior that you are attracted to. Yeah. Yeah. That's a nice way to bring in the water. So we went over earth and we went over, water uh what about what should we go not uh well i guess okay so how did you bring in the wood element the wood so the wood um 
was in my planting. So, you know, wood is really that tall column. Um, so I was really um, thinking about that when I was looking through the nursery. So I've always liked all alliums. And so, um, you know, there was those really tall with the bulbous purple flowering heads. Um, so I planted those kind of, um, I think four of those along the length of the garden. So it just kind of will have a nice uh, moment when they kind of come up. So I'm starting to see them actually come up now. So that's really nice. And then I also um, added in tall grasses, a couple of bush, uh, you know, bunches of tall grass and it's lemongrass actually. So um, I can actually use that for my, for my cooking and soups and stuff, which I did harvest some of that in the fall. Um, so that throughout the winter, I was kind of using it for like some of my soups and stuff. So that's kind of how I brought in the wood element. And of course, it, you had the mulch and stuff that was already kind of mm -hmm. um, brought in. But those are my two intentional ways of bringing wood in. Yeah. And just for the listeners out there, the wood element is actually any plant because anything that's growing, you've already got that going on, but you can, as Will mentioned, columnar, so upright. So something that's, that has that upward growth, like his suggestion of alum, you know, um, any, you know, columnar shaped, um, you know, if you want to put shrubs into anything that's sort of upright and has a very, almost like bamboo. I mean, not that mm -hmm. we can access a lot of bamboo, many of us, but bamboo is like kind of the perfect image. Um, and then the color green, uh, and that, that has that upward movement. So, um, I think um, that kind of gives you some some ways to work with it. And I think your example was excellent um, with the bulb, the alum bulb. Uh, okay, so we've done earth, water, earth. wood. What about metal? Metal, yeah. Metal, I was like, hmm, what can I do for metal? So um, I was inspired by uh, wind chimes. So um, I found one that just had a really nice, um, clear, Kind of a crystal kind of sound to it um and so i placed that it was actually multiple sounds in this one wind chime so i included that um and then i also included white um intentionally with some of the, the planting so i actually planted a a rose uh kind of a climbing rose that's going to be climbing around the door um so um just i was really attracted to the balloons when i saw them so that, that's doing really well and it really grew probably like three or four feet last year so i'm hoping to kind of train it to go over the top of the door and then one other thing i i found this really interesting um metallic white um gazing ball kind of thing so um, and white being, you know, the color for metal, I felt like that was another element that I could add in to the garden. So that's kind of how I brought in the metal. Yeah, that's great. So yeah, metal is white. It's metallic objects and and definitely the wind chimes is kind of like an easy one for everyone to bring into their their garden because it a wind chime that's made of metal because it has the metal sound, it creates metal vibrations and it's actually you know it's metal so that's great yeah. and uh and then last Another but not least fire. yeah fire yeah this one was uh interesting um i brought in i use color as my way of bringing in um the fire element you know obviously you know as summer you know um was warming things up um I found some really great coreopsis, which is kind of a, um, it 
looks like the the flower itself has yellow, orange to red. So it, to me, it was like representative of flames, um, the flames, and just looked like the, all the colors in the flames. So I planted those, and they just kind of gave a nice little fullness um, with those like um, blooming heads. Um, so I had a couple of those, and then I also added a red echinacea um, as well. And I, I also liked the medicinal element that the echinacea brought to it as well. So that's how I brought the uh, the fire element mm -hmm. into to this space. Yeah. Fire is great. I mean, the color is sort of lends itself to that using, so red, as you said, really, really bright orange too, but I'm getting that hit of red in, in your garden is a really easy, simple, and really powerful way to bring the fire element in. And as you mentioned, a bee bomb echinacea, that is also, you get all these bees too. It's very like, you know, it's just, it yeah. creates a lot of activity and um, it's, it's a really beautiful, um, option. So, um, so yeah, so fire element is, uh, the color red, um, triangular shapes as well. Um, and anything that's sort of spreading like fire, but, um, but I think you really hit it with the color. It's really such an easy way to do it. Mm -hmm. Um, okay. That was awesome. Well, I like the way we could take your project and really break it down and be able to see in real time, you know, how in real life, how this actually works. So thank yeah. you for, for that. Yeah, and, absolutely. And, uh, oh, you know, I did, do you remember I added herbs too? Yeah. Yeah. To the garden. So, um, I love to cook with the herbs. So I thought that was another way just to kind of use mm -hmm. the garden. Cause typically I would get herb little, herb cups and pots for my windowsill. Um, but I thought since I'm doing a um, garden, why not just grow them? Mm -hmm. And so I grew basil and sage and one other one, lavender. And they all have their own properties about them that I really loved. And the other thing that I liked is you can do clippings and cuttings. And I kind of use that as kind of a little fragrant arrangements throughout the house. And that's a really great way to kind of bring some of the outside in, especially like, um, I think um, like lavender, for example, in the bedroom, like next to the bed, really just adds that additional fragrance. You know, um, having the little cuttings of sage, you know, just as the clearing element in, this, in the space. So um, besides just cooking, I really started to have fun with uh, clippings, which I wouldn't have done because I wouldn't have had that much mm -hmm. um, to play with, but the garden, you know, they just keep growing and growing. So, um, that's, that was an interesting way that I was able to kind of use the herbs too. That's a great, it's a great idea. Yeah. Uh, before we fully wrap up here, well, where can people find you? Yeah. So um, my website is uh, willbrowninteriors.com. And um, I'm also on Instagram at willbrowninteriors and on Facebook at willbrowninteriors as well. So yeah, definitely. It's been Take great. Well, I loved seeing your face again. Hi. Yeah, I know. Yeah. It's been fun. And it's great yeah. to see you all on Wednesday when I can make it. It's it's yeah. it's great to kind of sit in and learn to continue to to, to yeah. learn as well. Well, thank you so much for coming. Thank you for having me. Yeah, I really, really appreciate it. Love to see you guys. Thank you, Will. And thank you so much, everyone, for listening to this episode of the Holistic Spaces podcast. Tune in every Monday for a new podcast episode. And if you like our podcast and this episode, please share this podcast with others, subscribe on iTunes, and even better, you can leave a review. Oh, and actually you could subscribe on other platforms too, like Stitcher and Spotify. 
you know, all the, all the places. So if you'd also like to explore the world of holistic spaces and feng shui on an even deeper level, you can visit our website, online store and blog for more information about feng shui and holistic living at holisticspaces.com. You can also support the podcast by checking out our certification and mini courses at mindfuldesignschool.com. Thank you so much and we'll see you next week.